everybody. Welcome. This is Terror and Tacos. I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And uh, today we're going to hitchhike to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> um, but before we do that, we're just going to talk a little bit about what we're eating because after all, this is Terror and, and tacos. tacos. And so because this is a bonus episode, welcome to our very first very special bonus episode. Um, we just thought that we would do a repeat because we so loved uh, Chichen Itza down the street from my house that I just discovered it, that I just decided we'll just eat tacos from Chichen Itza. We'll get Itza. a bonus Chichen Itza. Yeah, we'll get a bonus Chichen Itza. <laughs> For the bonus episode. Uh, also, if you go to Chichen Itza, which is, like I said, if you live in Dallas, on the corner of Greenville and Richmond Avenue, um, it kind of looks like a creepy diner on the inside. So it kind of reminded me of the creepy diner um, in, in the in movie. Friday the 13th. In Friday Happy the Friday the 13th. The 13th Happy by Friday the, way. the 13th, by the way. We should have opened like that, but Mike and I don't rehearse these things. No. We just kind of like press go and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> I'm having a Milanesa taco again because it seems to be my favorite now. And I think Mike is just having fajitas. Yeah, I am having fajitas, and they're delicious. Classic. This place is delicious. Classic. Just like the movie we're going to talk about. Yes. Yes. Great. Nice so, segue. <laughs> yeah. So we just decided, we figured that since today is Friday the 13th, and there's a few Friday the 13th throughout the year, that, you know, we might just drop a Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Yeah. It is a storm has just begun. <laughs> storm has just begun, y'all. So if, if, if you start hearing thunder and stuff, that might be cool, like background noise yeah. for our podcast Or we might today. be about to get murdered. Right, exactly. So one of the two. You never know. Michael Myers, someone on Instagram who calls himself, himself Michael, Michael Myers, Myers, started following me on Insta. So this might be it for yeah. you. I woke up in the morning and opened Instagram and said, Michael Myers started following you. And I legit... <laughs> looked behind me and said just on Instagram right he's just following me on Instagram um, so yeah so okay uh, Friday the 13th and yeah and I think I cut you off our, our, our hope is through, yeah. to to scour the calendar for other Fridays the 13th and uh-huh. then do each movie in the series as a as sort of a bonus episode every Friday the 13th yeah. so every Friday the 13th you'll get a Friday the 13th episode for 10 or 11 or 47 or however uh-huh. many there are six now. million yeah um yeah you want to start yeah I mean this is it's such an interesting movie to talk about I think because um it is in some ways the the quintessential slasher movie mm-hmm. and it obviously has <clears throat> hugely influenced by Halloween. But I, I got this quote from a book uh, that I've been looking at called Slasher Movies by Peter Normanton, uh, who has done just an insane job of compiling and breaking down slasher movies from the 80s. Uh-huh. He's like, I can't do them all. I don't have enough. There's not enough There's time not in my enough life. There's time or room anyway. But he hits like a lot of them. The big and, ones, huh? Yeah. And then some you're like, oh shit, I didn't remember that. But he had a great quote. He talks about how obviously it's influenced by Halloween and things that came before But he says this, sorry, the frenzy witnessed in the ever-increasing... Wow, (laughs) this is awesome. Uh, That's amazing. The frenzy witnessed in the ever-increasing body count would make this film the archetype for the slasher fair of the next few years. Mm. And I think that, excuse me, to me is what makes it still such an important part of the the sort of horror canon yeah because i'm gonna say look i don't i don't 
put this remotely on the same level with Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But, you know, Jason is, I know he's not in this movie, but like Jason is the guy on the cover of the slasher movie right. book. Friday the 13th, the original sort of sets up these rules that we know and this right. like cabin in the woods that we right. know and sort of all these tropes that a million low budget horror movies and then even later high budget horror mm-hmm. movies would draw on. So I think it has to be, I think that's why it's still so important in th- in, in the grand scheme of, of horror, you know? I'm glad you said it because I was wondering which one of us was going to say it. It's not that I don't like it. I've seen it countless sure. times and I enjoy it every time. But I do agree that, um, you know, it's, it's, the pacing is weird. Uh, the, the acting is the weird. The acting is weird. You know, some actors are in one kind of mm-hmm. movie. Other actors are in another kind of movie. And young Kevin Bacon is in the movie I want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> young Kevin Bacon is in this film. He gets killed beautifully in one of the best kills I've ever mm-hmm. seen in horror. Uh, but he is definitely the the standout yeah, you can in tell. the cast. Even though he doesn't have a lot of lines and he's an early kill, yeah. he's, you can still tell that... This dude understands what it is to yeah, be on film. He's an actor. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Um, and was like, and I guess this should probably go without saying, was like really good looking. He's really good looking. I kind of forgot. I mean, I yeah. guess he's still good looking. But like, a, I was like, young Kevin Bacon is yeah. handsome. Oh, old Kevin Bacon is handsome. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene of young Kevin Bacon's jogging shorts where <laughs> his short shorts are doing all the work. Yeah. Um, we're not that kind of show, so I'm not going to tell you, describe it to you graphically, but I was like, okay, Kevin Bacon. Um, and the, the young woman that plays his girlfriend or the, his hookup. Yeah, I was going to you know, she clearly went nowhere. But yeah. that's okay. She's wonderful in this movie. And I, I do have to say there's that one scene where after they've done it. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. Very sexy. And she goes off to the bathroom. <laughs> and she's looking at herself. She's standing in her underwear. And she's looking at herself in the mirror. And she suddenly breaks out into this, like, Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. And, Personation. Uh-huh. I'm like, what was that about? I literally have written down mirror question mark. Yeah. But so I kind of loved it. I do too. And there's another one, the kid who plays Ned, who's like the obnoxious kid. Yeah. Who's actually really funny. He's kind of funny. Well, yeah. yeah that's, he also, he right. does like a Humphrey Bogart impersonation. Uh-huh. The only thing I can think of, Michael, is that uh, Friday the 13th was filmed entirely on location at Camp No Be Bosco. Wow, nice work. Yes. Uh, and it's a Boy Scout camp in New in New Jersey. Okay. Um, and uh, it's still in operation. People still go camping there. That seems like a and terrible idea. I, I know. But they have like an entire wall in like the main cabin dedicated to just Friday the 13th. That's so, cool. you know, they give them their props. But yeah, so the the director, Sean uh, Cunningham, really wanted to, to film it at this uh, this campsite. And uh, the campsite belongs to the Boy Scouts of America, and the Boy Scouts of America agreed to let them film there if they made a large donation to the Boy, to Scouts, the Boy Scouts of America. America. Okay. So they let them film there, and so I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of upstate New. Can you say upstate New Jersey? New Jersey, yeah. You know, somewhere in the country, and uh, I imagine that a lot of these. Uh, young actors were stage actors, like yeah. try, trying to make it yeah, yeah, in sure. New York. And so, 
you know, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, why those little things? Those little things that stand out as kind of like, sh- did she just do Catherine? Yeah. Catherine? Like, what is that? And about? the obnoxious guy. I was like, that I said was funny, and now I'm like, was he? It's like, I could see him like, is he playing Groomio at Shakespeare in the Park? Like, he's kind of doing, like, that sort of level of comedy, yeah. you know? Like, it's nuts. Yeah. Like, I want him to die when he dies. Yeah. Um, the other thing Sean Cunningham um, totally admits to, um, apart from being completely inspired by Halloween, um, is that the kid who plays Bill, the, the final girl's, not the, yeah, the final girl's, I guess partner. boyfriend yeah. or partner or whatever, or potential boyfriend. Right. Um, is Bing Crosby's son? Oh shit! I did not know that. Yeah, and Sean Cunningham was like, "Yeah, totally. I wanted to really kind of uh, try and capitalize off of the kid of a celebrity, just like John Carpenter did in Hollywood." Right. In With Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis. With Jamie Lee, who's the daughter of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, and he thought, "No, we'll use this kid. He's Bing Crosby's kid." Um, wow, so, I did not. I don't know how I've missed that for the forty years or thirty-eight years that this movie has well, been around. Well, Michael, the acting is forgettable. <laughs> He's, he is. He might be a young Bing Crosby in DNA, but not in in acting. Not in acting chops. Um, what I don't of, think Bing Crosby was Bing Crosby that's in true. acting chops. One of my favorite things about the movie that I had never really thought about until now, and I've seen it. I mean, guy, on you know, like countless times. Mm-hmm. Um, the first like. 15 minutes might be the most blatant use of like the Chekhov's gun rule. So for whatever, for those who've never heard of it, it was like the Chekhov's gun rule or theory is like if a gun comes out in act one, it has to go off in act five. I don't really know if Chekhov said anything like that. Uh And if he did, it would have been in Russian and like way more fucking intense. Right. But the first like 15 minutes of this movie once we get past the prologue right right from 1958 which in itself is sort of structured like halloween with right the prologue it is a how a contrivance of how to introduce every weapon that will be used it's like here's me shooting my arrows on the archers range look how good i am that's true and then there's like there's a snake well, these two dudes better run in with like a trowel and a machete. That's and like right. we are just slowly introduced less than subtly to every weapon that will be yeah. used. And it's kind of hilarious. It to is me. funny. You know that that snake bit though was not in the script. That snake just showed up. That snake just showed up. So so they did, were they didn't they, really they, kill the snake. They did. They? Oh no. They did. I wish I hadn't told you. I knew you were gonna be oh, upset about don't it. Don't tell my wife. No, I won't. So Aspen, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um no, so what happens is that a young Tom Savini, who did the gore effects on this film, and legend. Are, he's a legend, and I'm going to tell you that first throat cut. Oh, perfect! It's still incredible. Yeah, his um, his work on I think his, his him and it's the highlight of the yeah. movie is his work. So Tom Savini and I can't remember one of the other people on the crew actually stayed at the camp while they were shooting. They only had like 28 days or something like that to shoot. And other people went into the little town and stayed in the hotel. And um, Tom Savini was one of the people that decided, I'm going to sleep at the camp and yeah. whatever. And he actually had a snake show up or in his cabin and he killed, killed it. it. Um, 
And so they decided, hey, why don't we put this in, in the, movie? the movie? And uh, the, the 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 sadly, the snake that you see is actually he did he he got yeah, it in the end. He got it in the end. Man, I don't think he could do that now. No, I don't think you could. I don't think you. Could. I love that Savini stayed at the camp. I mean, Savini. I don't know if everyone knows Savini, along with being a sort of gore effects legend, was a war photographer in Vietnam. Wow. And uh, there you go. Seen interviews with him, so I'm pretty sure staying at the camp didn't fucking phase yeah, him. Yeah, it didn't phase him. <laughs> yeah. I read a I read a bit where him and the other guy only had two movies on VHS that they could watch, and uh, I wish I could remember what the other one was, <laughs> but one of them was Barbarella. So every night they, they would, would they alternate. would alternate. They would watch one movie, and then the next night they would watch the other movie, which was Barbarella. Um, for 28 days That's while, while, while filming this movie. Anyway, Tom Savini, um, legend in, in, in the horror film industry, and he shows up in some... Yeah, in sort some, of an uncredited role, right? Yeah, he shows up in, in, in some other horror movies as well, but you know, you've seen... He, he, he started his work on Dawn of the Dead, and Sean Cunningham was like, this guy needs to be on our crew for Friday the 13th, and... He was kind of having trouble having people sign on, and once he once he got Tom Savini on the others on the, came on the board. picture. Yeah, others came aboard. Yeah, and, that makes sense. Um, yeah, he also did Creep Show and The Burning and Prowler, which are all yeah. classics. I mean, he's he is he's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, and that and I do think that is the 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 for, I don't I can't imagine people don't know the plot of the original Friday the Thirteenth. I think we should still talk about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. So like, I mean, he, you know, each kill gets. Sort of progressively, right? I feel like this, you know, kind of set up in a lot of ways that structure, right? Right. Each kill is, although God, that that first throat slit is just fucking incredible. The first throat slit is incredible. the The first actual kill that happens takes place in the nineteen fifty eight scenario yes. yeah. with the two camp clowns counselors. So okay, so let's break it down. For for our listeners who may have never seen or Friday might not 13th, remember, or at might this not point. remember. Yeah. So the movie opens at Camp Crystal Lake, um, and 1958. 1958, and you see a group of teenagers gathered around a fireplace, and they're singing uh, hymns. Yeah. Like they're I they're guess. actually singing <laughs> to Jesus. I think that maybe that's how shit went down in the fifties. I, I don't know. know. It's really funny. Though, because the the girl counselor who's playing the guitar, like she finishes a lyric that's like "Save me, Jesus" or something, yeah. and then she mouths to the kid across from her. She's like, "Let's go!" Yeah, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Like she's totally singing one thing and thinking another right. thing, which is part of the reason they get killed. Mm -hmm. So these two counselors leave the other counselors and they go to a barn, I guess, yeah. or a cabin or something sure. to mess around yeah this is what they're gonna do and i like um, to think they called it like we're gonna go make it i don't know i love yeah, like yeah. 50s weird slang we're gonna go make love yeah <laughs> is what Betsy Palmer says anyway um so they yeah That's so they, right. they go off to they a, were making love they were making love <laughs> uh, instead of watching him anyway so they're up in the cabin in the loft or whatever and they're they're making it and uh we the, the as you said before, like this movie is really one of the movies that set up POV of right. the killer, and uh, we see the POV of of of, of the killer, right? And uh, catching them in the act, and 
no mercy, no explanations, yeah. straight up kills the kid, the boy, mm -hmm. and that kid was actually on the crew. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's and nice. they just needed a guy. They needed someone, they needed so someone they to like, kill. You look like a wholesome 1950s young yeah. man. Yeah, we'd like to murder you. So they yeah. put him in a little costume and, and killed him, and then he continued to work on the film. And then, and then there's a freeze frame on the girl who also gets it. And then we jump forward to, what, 82? 80. 80. Oh, that's right. But it, I, in my, always my favorite, present day. Present day. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and Don't so let we, the short shorts fool you. We, we jump forward <laughs> to present day, 1980, yeah. to, what's her name, Annie? She's, yeah. the, she's the camp cook. Yes. And she's walking down the street of this little New Jersey town. Uh, Hope, New, well, there's a place that says Hope, New Jersey. <laughs> But I, th I think in the movie they call it something else. I and can't she's remember. trying to find Crystal Lake. Yeah, she's trying to find Camp Crystal Lake. But this town is like oddly, there's no one there. Right. There's no one on the streets. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, I mean, it's cool. Right. It is kind of cool, but also like, hmm, hmm, they just found an abandoned town or something. Yeah. Um, she goes into the general store, creepy diner. Yeah. And all the old people are sitting in there having their coffee because they all talk like this. Yes. Um, in New Jersey. Right. Apparently. apparently. Sure. Why not? And she says, hey, I'm looking for Camp Crystal Lake. And quiet. Yes. Everyone turns to look at her and they're like, you going up to that place? They're opening that place again. <laughs> and so you get a little bit of exposition. And then... Bad. It's cursed. It's Bad cursed. things happen. Bad Don't things go happen. there. Don't go up there. Why are they opening... The, the, the Christie family, the Christie's own Camp Crystal Lake. And everybody's like, I don't know why Mr. Christie's opening that place. And then, but they agree to give her a ride. Sure. Like, they don't <laughs> say, we're not taking you. Right. They're like, hey, Joe, why don't you give her a ride in your truck? And Joe's like, okay. So then we come to this one little part where it's this old guy. Yeah. Who drives her up there. And he says the famous line. Are all the girls up there gonna look as good as you? <laughs> and it's so gross. Yeah. Because right after that, crazy Ralph, uh -huh. who's like the town idiot, yeah. comes up to her and is like, Are you going to Camp Crystal Lake? You're gonna die, blah yeah. blah. And the rapey guy who just made like an off-color comment to her right. goes, Go away, Ralph. Stop bothering people. I'm like, dude. You're doing, like, yeah. You're you're, all, you're bothering. Her. You're bothering her, and at least Crazy Ralph is trying to save her life. Right. You're trying to pick her up. Right. So, yeah. So she gets in the truck with a guy. You take over. What? Well, and then eventually, I, I, eventually she ends up. She doesn't get there with the guy. No. He drops her off. He somewhere. drops her off, and then she has to sort of hitch. The rest of the way, right? Mm -hmm. I also love, again, I was only five in 1980, um, but if you were to watch movies in the 70s and 80s, and maybe this was the case, apparently everyone hitchhiked everywhere and everybody was fine with it. I think they did. Okay. Like, <laughs> I think they, I really think they did, Because, like, though. no one's, like, thinks no of it as a bad thing no. at all. Um, but so she gets picked up by someone we don't see. Right. And again... We sort of, we know, or, I mean, we see it coming, right? We now right. are here. We have the POV of the killer. She talks, but the driver, whoever's driving her, doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything. Um, and she does not make it to camp. She Let's does not make it to that. Camp Crystal Lake. She's, she's sitting in the Jeep, and she's talking about... Uh, oh, I love kids and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And but she doesn't like that they're called kids because yeah. those are like little goats. Right, she says. <laughs> it sounds like they're calling them little goats. 
Um, and then you see the jeep pass the entrance to the camp, and she's like, we should go back, blah, blah, blah. Please let me out. And she throws herself from the jeep, yeah. runs through the forest, and, you know, we're seeing all this through the POV of, of the killer, and um, hides behind a tree, which, like, where did you think you were going? Right. And then we see the throat slit yeah. that we were talking about before, which is still... It still works. It's, yeah, it's a great, it's, great it's gore It's really, effect. really great because it happens slow. Mm -hmm. It's not a fast uh, shot of that. And um, it's great. Yeah. Um, and so that's that with her. And then, of course, we cut to the to the to Camp Crystal Lake where we meet our protagonist. Yes. Um, who is a wholesome American girl. Yeah. She, she who, is our, our final girl. Yeah. Um, who... Doesn't doesn't quite have the moxie of a Laurie Strode. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She's uh she doesn't want to be there. You get the feeling she doesn't want to be there. Right. Uh, the the guy who owns the camp, Mr. Christie, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Who walks around in cut off shorts and no shirt. Um. <laughs> also makes a move for her yeah but she very like a good girl mm -hmm. she's like no i'm not interested and because she's an artist dude because she's an artist and, and she doesn't been, belong this isn't her thing this isn't her thing but she's gonna give it a week yeah she's gonna give it a week why not right so you know the rest of the counselors arrive the guy who's in charge of the camp says i'm going to town to buy supplies or whatever he takes off, leaves a bunch of teenagers in yeah. charge. It's important to say that the children have not arrived. Right. This there are is, no kids there at the no camp. There are no kids. This is the prep week yeah. for the camp. And then you know, people start to die. Yeah. First they start to hook up, and uh -huh. then they start to die. They start to die. There's a strip poker yeah. game. Um, Kevin Bacon hooks up with his hookup girl. Yeah, that the um, wacky guy was also into, but I mean, come on, But he's on, the wacky guy. He's not bacon. Yeah. He's, he's not Kevin Bacon. bacon. Kira he's Sedgwick didn't marry that dude. Yeah, he's not wearing short shorts. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, yeah, and, and he, you know, Kevin Bacon doesn't break out into Humphrey Bogart impersonations right. in the movie either. He just kind of stands there. And so, yeah, we just get a series of... Of, of kills. Of kills, like some sexiness and uh -huh. then kills. Again, and this is a huge difference between this this movie and Halloween. There are many differences, but this is a huge one. We don't know who the killer is. Right, which is important. Yeah, like for people, I mean, I think most fans obviously know this, but like, we don't, Jason is not the, ki the killer. The killer. I mean, and not knowing that is, is, you know, what gets Drew Barrymore killed in Scream, right? Right. It's like, yes, like Jason is obviously, Jason Voorhees is the image of this series now and like an iconic horror image. Jason is not the murderer. He's not the murderer. Um, we what, what happens is that the as these kids start hooking up, as these kids start um, behaving in ways that are not wholesome. Smoking dope. Smoking dope and having sex. And oh my God, not the fucking monologue the cop has about weed. Oh my weed. God. Oh my god. Also that stupid kid Ned in in the Native American yes. garb, like in the Miami Dolphins shirt, oh, wrapped, yeah, like man. wearing it like a diaper. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, we fight you know, we, we get to the end where we have our final girl. She's the only one who's left. Um, she's the only one who hasn't smoked dope. Right. Or oh no, she does. She actually. does smoke dope. She does she smokes a little bit of dope, but she doesn't have to. You feel like she doesn't dope. like it. And it's like, you yeah, know, she Lori, didn't inhale. Lori Strode also smokes a little dope. 
right. uh, in the car ride. But, you know, you kind of get the sense like... And you kind of get the sense that it's peer pressure. Yeah, right. And, you know, it wasn't their idea, but they're just trying to fit in. Um, and, yeah, she didn't inhale. Right. Um, like a young Bill Clinton. Like a young Bill Clinton. <laughs> so then... Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. This is a bonus episode. Yeah, man. Yeah. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, so then... After people have died and you, 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 you get the Kevin Bacon kill, which is amazing, after he's had sex with a girl and he's lying in bed and the knife comes up yeah, from under the bed great through his throat. throat. Great kill. It's great a kill. great kill. Um, it still works. Um, it's great. Um, then suddenly, what's her name? Allie? Yeah. Yeah, her name's Allie. And um, she's kind of like, everybody's gone, everybody's yeah. missing. She's found her potential boyfriend dead uh-huh. and she's freaking out and the girl that she was playing strip poker with is dead in the kitchen right. and she's starting to find all these bodies and she runs out into the night and because it takes place in one day yeah she runs out into the night and someone is pulling up in a car and she's like help 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 and this woman gets out of the car and she's like what's going on and she's like oh they're all dead they're all dead and she's like oh calm down i'm a friend of the christies i'm just yeah. here to blah 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 she blah. says i'm mrs Voorhees. i'm mrs Voorhees. i'm a friend of the christies yeah. and so you know ali falls into her arms and says they're all dead and mrs Voorhees goes oh let's go check you need to calm down blah 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 and i love the line where ali says to her no no don't go in there he'll kill you and she goes uh, I'm not afraid. Yeah. And they walk into the cabin. Yeah. And then, of course, Mrs. Voorhees, played by the incredible, singular Betsy Palmer. Yeah. Um, finds the who had had a huge, uh, a long st- spanning career bef- before. Oh, absolutely. This. Yeah. yeah. Um, finds the body in in the kitchen and uh, goes into this monologue. Yes. Yeah, so talk about the monologue. Well, I, I will say this to start. Um, there are, you and I audition, well, you don't really have to audition anymore. You just get called. Oh. I still audition. Um, and uh, there are two monologues I will would really want to do, and one you and I have already talked about, just to piss, not even piss people off, just to be like, whatever. Tom Skerritt's monologue in, in Top, Top Gun. Gun. The there Yeah, I flew with your old man. Bogey's like fireflies. And Mrs. Voorhees. Monologue. You've got to do it. I'm going to do it. she's like, you, this place, you kids are always making love. You were making love <laughs> instead of watching him. He had to be watched. So, no. It's so good. It's so incredible. So and she's incredible. And I'm not making fun of Betsy Palmer. No, she's amazing. She's an amazing actress. Um, and she is clearly, the stakes are super high for yeah. her. And interviews, interviews with Betsy Palmer... Um, you know, she she totally approached the role like a serious actor would yeah. approach the role, much in the same way that like Glenn Close approaches Alex Forrest in Fatal Attraction, right. like from an actual kind of like neurosis um, approach. Right, like actually did the work. Actually did the work, and, and Betsy Palmer does too, and she says, you know, she's the ultimate mother. Mrs. Voorhees is the ultimate mother. She really loves her kid. Not only would she die for Jason, she, she would will kill, kill for Jason. Yeah. Um, and we find out Jason was the child who drowned in, 50 in 50, 56. Six. Yes, 56. Um, and it was because the kids were, the kids were, were making, making love. love. And, she has, and now that it's reopening, yeah. she has come, come so, back. So you learn that 
when Jason died, her son, in 56, she's the one who killed the two teenagers in 58. Yeah. She was the cook. She was the cook. At the camp. And they, and they closed the camp down. Yeah. And now that the camp is reopening, she's like, they never should have reopened this right. place. And so now she's like, how, how could I let them do this? Right. And how? then she even starts, which is actually, I think, really creepy and kind of my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the movie that I still think is like, oh, that's fucking creepy. When she starts talking. Like. Like Jason. Yeah, where like, she's like, kill her, mommy. Yeah. Kill it's her. It's sort of like a weird parallel weird. to Psycho. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the flip of that. Right. You know? She's uh, like, don't let her get away, Don't let mommy. her get away, mommy. I'm not yeah. Jason. And I love that It's part. pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, the other great thing about, about you know, Sean Cunningham talks how about how uh, the thing he wanted to do different from Halloween, uh, even though he was, like we said, totally inspired by John Carpenter, um, was that in Halloween you have music throughout the entire mm -hmm. film. Fantastic music. And he purposefully only wanted music when the killer was present. Yes. So because of Friday the 13th, we get this trope that everybody knows now. Yeah. Uh, which is the kill, kill, Yeah, kill, kill, yeah. You know? And uh, that, yeah, 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 that creepy thing that now all you have to do is that, and, and people, people know, know exactly what yeah. you mean. You're either talking about Friday the Thirteenth, or you're talking about like I'm about to go, Mrs. Voorhees on your ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it turns out that the killer at the end of this movie is Mrs. Mrs. Voorhees, Voorhees, the mother, and a lot of people. You ask them, you know, who, who is the killer? Who's the killer in Friday the Thirteenth? And they're like Jason. Yeah. And it's like actually, no, no. but. That brings us to the last, one of the last, the last scenes yeah, yes. in the movie, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to a conversation I was having with my daughter this morning about it, because she actually really, really likes this movie. So she, she, oh, first we have to talk about how Allie kills Mrs. Oh, Williams. hell yeah. So they have this long chase scene through the camp, and, and she, you know, maybe, Allie is able to get maybe away. Maybe too long. <laughs> it's a little bit too long. But, it, yeah. So... Mrs. Voorhees attempts to kill Allie several times, and Allie's able to like punch her or whatever. Yeah, uh, she's not high on dope, and, and that's point, why she, she can get away. She hits her with like a pan, right. which I kind of liked. It was like the cook gets hit with with the, a pan, yeah, the blood I, comes out, and whatever. So then the next thing you see is like I don't know why this young woman doesn't jump in the fucking jeep, yeah, man, and drive away. Yeah. Instead, she decides I'm gonna go sit in a canoe. And kind of like sit this out, right. you know. And so she's sitting in a canoe, right, on the shore of the lake. Mm -hmm. And here comes Mrs. Voorhees again. They right. have another little struggle where she's able to knock the machete out of Mrs. Voorhees' hands. She picks it up and, in slow motion, Oops. comes towards Mrs. Voorhees. It cuts to Mrs. Voorhees, and she's like, ah, she's got her mouth open. And she just like slices her head off, yeah. and you see it. Slow mo decapitation. Slow mo decapitation. And I don't think there are very f other few. There are a few other images of a kill in a movie that are m more disturbing or as disturbing as a headless Betsy Palmer grasping, trying to grasp her own head. head. Yeah, it's a great image. Uh, it is a great image, and uh, I will sit through the whole film just to, for that to watch that image. Um, and then, and then we have the, what the is tag. It? yeah, the tag, which is in some ways what I would call like the carry ending, right? 
Um, so talk about the Carrie ending. So, well, I mean, the 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 Carrie ending is 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 it Amy Irving? I always forget which one lives. Yeah. Like, but but you think it's over? You think it's over? It's not side. over. And then, uh, so in this, we have Allie is in the in the in the canoe in the canoe in the middle of the lake. In what is honestly. The I think the best shot, the most beautiful. It was shot like the, the director film. was like, "I'm gonna get this one gonna fucking get this shot." One fucking shot. Yeah, it is beautiful. And then she's like, "The music is lovely," and like you cops are like coming sheriff. to save her, yeah. and and then little boy Jason being fucking all gross. gross from the water pops up and grabs her and, and pulls, pulls her, into her the water. under, and then she wakes up in the hospital. In the hospital, and she says. Oh my gosh, is there anybody left alive? And right. the cop says, no. And she's like, but what about the little boy? And he's like, what boy? And he's, she says, the boy, the boy that pulled me, me into in. the water. And he, was, he goes, miss, we didn't find a boy. Yeah. And she's like, then he's still, still there. Yes. Yeah, which is great. And it's, 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 it's a great ending. And it's like with I, in, the, in the, the cemetery dream in Carrie, I do like the idea that... Um, she survived, but will never. She, but not really. In some, like she, right. but she will always be. She'll always be crazy. Be She's crazy. always yeah. going to be fucked up right. because of this one thing yes. that happened to her, with, which with, is real life. Yeah, which I actually like. But um, this brings me to. Can I ask a question? Yeah. This brings me to. So we're going to talk about the sequels, of course, yes. on other days. The next Friday the thirteenth. The next Friday the thirteenth. So then, how is it? Did Jason? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, when I see this ending, I'm like, dreams. It's a dream. Yeah, it's a great dream sequence. It's a great kind of like, haha, uh-huh. we got you. Yeah. Mm, but it's a dream, right? And right? then, I mean, and then we sort of have to like, kind of rewrite his history, right? It, to to bring him back, right? And my daughter was saying, because I asked her this morning, I was like, so. What is it like? What, is he real or like who is Jason in the following films? And she's like, it's Jason. And I'm like, but he's dead. Yeah. Like he died in 1956. Right. And she's like, well, he's undead. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've just you as a fan have chosen? Right. Like you, out from context clues, you've right. decided that he's undead and that's who. He, or is this something that in the universe of Friday the Thirteenth exists? Right. Um, and she was like, he's just undead. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's strange too, because, uh, again, even in part two, uh, J- you know, Jason, we are introduced to Jason as a grown entity, right. whatever you want to call him. He's not, cause he's a little boy in the dream, right? Cause he died when he was a little boy. Yeah. But even in part two, he still doesn't have the mask. Like Mm-mm. he's still, he doesn't have the sort of hockey, the hockey classic mask. hockey mask. That's not until Friday the 13th 3D, uh, part 3 3D, which was, oh my God, I, fi- I got to see 3D on the big screen not too long ago at the Alamo Draft House, and it is the most amazing 80s 3D. It's like, here's this broom, and then the broom <laughs> handle comes at you. But anyway, we'll get to that at some point. Um, yeah, so it's like we don't... Oh, yes, it, Jason now is so huge, and yeah, it is a great thing in horror, but... It, I actually, oh man, I might, people might get You're angry. Gonna, we're we're going to piss off some Friday the far, 13th fans. Far man. less interesting than than the end of part one. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like, I really love the whole, it was Mrs. Voorhees yeah. all along. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, for some of the reasons that, you know, my, my daughter was talking about this morning, which is, you know, I asked her, I said, okay, th explain this to me because, of course, it, it launched a whole franchise and it's mega popular. Mm -hmm. it, it was made for $550,000, yeah. which is nothing. No. And it has grossed over what? $37 million. It has grossed over $37 million worldwide. Yeah, and probably. And, that, and, that, that's, and just, that's, that's just the first one. Yeah, and that is also probably higher now. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's that's, prob just, it just that's keeps, just the first movie. This movie keeps making money. Right. Which is why I'm sure they were like, so what happens in part two? Exactly. And then they were like, fuck, uh, Jason. Let's, let's, let's bring him back. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. bring him back. But, you know, she does talk about how... Because we can't have an old lady be our... our right. Our, right. <laughs> we can't hang how our we franchise had, you on know, that. We had Leatherface and we have Michael Myers and all like an array of masked killers, mm -hmm. even the killer in curtains. Yeah. Who is masked. And then you have, you know, then, then Friday the 13th comes along. And again, now you've got the kids far away from anywhere. No one can save them. Right. Um, it's up to them. And if you can't get out of there, you're fucked. fucked. Yeah. Uh, and then you think, you think you're going to get a masked killer. Right. And it turns out to be the... An, <laughs> an icon who's supposed to be like the most nurturing level. Yeah. A mom. Yeah. Absolutely, a mom, yeah. and 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 at and at this point, um, I'm not I'm not being rude. I'm an old woman, an older woman. I mean, she's yeah. not like. Oh my God! That's Betsy Palmer. This story, she just got really she mad just at me. Got really pissed. A lovely, at you. beautiful. Um, no, I mean you know someone that you would you would never ever right. suspect. Right. Um, right. Of, of course, this older lady is is going to be you take care of me. You know. Right. And she seems like she's going yeah. to when you first meet her. And I, to me, that's that. That is, I, I actually really like that. And I believe me, I totally get. Of course, they made ten or eleven or whatever. It's like it makes a fortune. It costs nothing. It makes a fortune. Yeah, totally. And I'm into Jason Voorhees as a thing. Uh huh. Uh, not nearly as much as I am into Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. So, do you wish? I wish. I wish we had met Mrs. Voorhees earlier in the movie. I absolutely agree. I think that is, um, if we're going to talk about sort of flaws of, of the film, um, which seems weird because it's Friday the 13th and it is what it's it is. It's a classic and I love but, it. But yeah, we, we, we are not, I, we, I, we should have been absolutely introduced to her in some way earlier. Mm -hmm. Not as the killer. Right. Um, but as, as, a, as, a, a as a person, as a character. Um, I think that would have been more interesting. It also forces her in that monologue, uh, the monologue that you need to do. Uh, but I'm like going we, to, man. It, we have to get so much exposition, and we get so much exposition at like what is the climax of the movie? Right. So it's like, oh my, okay, what? Come on, what the fuck? Right, right. We, we just sort of hit like the brakes. Um, so yeah, I do think she should have been established earlier. Right. Um, I also, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, some of the, some of the, the, the acting choices are, are bold, um, <laughs> would be another thing I'm like, eh. um, but yeah, I, it's funny, you, you know, you and I clearly are, like, we're fans of the movie, um, we've seen it a hundred times or whatever, but it's not nearly, it's not anywhere near one of my favorites. No. But you and I either consciously or subconsciously on the horror movie that we're working on, we set it. 
at a camp. At now, a camp. our version of that is theater camp because we're theater nerds. Right. But it is still... And I think that theater camp is one of the most obnoxious yeah, things and they all have ever existed. deserve to die. Okay, people. I, I used to teach it once, yeah, so me calm too. down. But come on, especially fucking musicals. But anyway, yeah. um, but it's still, whether or not we were conscious of it, we probably think we were. Totally. That, that we're like, it, of course it has to be this camp setting. It, it is a perfect setting for a, for a horror right. movie. It is. You can't go anywhere. Right. It is a large cl- or a group of young people mm-hmm. with, I will say, limited oversight. Right. You know? Like, right. obviously you have counselors and shit, but it's but not... Still, yeah, it's not like you're with your parents, right. man. Right. And it brings back the whole idea of going out into the country, yeah. into the forest. Which is, is which treacherous. Is yeah, treacherous. This is where things happen. Mm-hmm. This is where darkness is, you know? Uh, and that's an old... You dramatic idea. That's not something that we thought of in the 20th century. Right, right. You know, that is an old dramatic structure thing. And it, and this movie, I think, is is responsible, maybe singularly responsible. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure Grimm's fairy tales and shit are responsible as well. But, like, the cabin in the woods mm-hmm. trope, that has led to so many fucking movies. Right. I... A lot of that comes back to this, right? You know, uh, and so I, I applaud it for for that, you know. Uh-huh. And and it brought up something. It was funny. I was thinking about it. Is in some ways, I think the perfect um, group horror movie, like um, a horror movie that when I was a kid we would watch in large groups. Yeah, because you can kind of talk throughout it. And not and miss not anything. Miss anything. And so you can be frightened when you're. I'm saying when you're younger, uh, be scared. And you know, if you're a, a, in middle school, there's sexy times going right, on. Right, right, right. So you can be sort of have these like you're talking to the people, and ah, we're we're scared together. We're yelling together. It's that perfect kind of horror right. movie. You don't have to really pay that yeah, much attention. Yeah, you don't have to pay that much attention to it. And it shows up over and over again. There's a great scene in Mean Girls um, around Halloween when, when the Lindsay Lohan character is discovered that the, her, the guy she likes is actually with Regina George or whatever. And the two misfit characters, Damien and um, Janice, yeah, Janice are, are watching... Uh, they're watching Friday yeah. the 13th. Yeah. It, and the, the the big scare when Mrs. Voorhees comes through the window and Allie screams happens at the exact same moment that Lindsay Lohan walks, walks in. in. And it's hilarious. It's great. It's the same kind. Yeah. It's it's the thing that you can watch with a friend over and over again yeah. or with a group of people. And yeah, you, you, you don't miss anything. You know, I also want to say that there had been other movies in particular... A very famous movie from the early 80s, late 70s called Meatballs. Mm-hmm. Um, which where, is also a camp. Right. Yeah. Which is a, cr- a, a camp movie. And yeah. let's not forget Porky's. Right. Right. Where it's like young people going to camp. And in all of these movies, it's th- those are comedies. Right. But they're very kind of like... Uh, this inappropriate behavior from teenagers, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, and then Friday the 13th comes along and goes like, this is what happens. This is what happens. If you have... If you have sex. Premarital, premarital sex, sex. And you do your dope. Uh, and this you're is, not paying and attention, you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's uh, it's oddly puritanical, and I think yeah. this might have come up before. Like Carpenter has even said he, looking back at Halloween, he's like, "Wow, that is oddly puritanical." I think this movie expands on that like tenfold. <laughs> Halloween, like yeah, they're drinking and smoking, and they're supposed to be babysitting, but that's not what that's not what they're being punished for. No, he just. Michael Myers has just come to kill, man. Yeah, like, he's, that's what he's yeah. about. He's just come to kill. And like clearly maybe attractive women do something, whatever. That's not really explored. She is, this is where he's is specifically killing these kids because... They're having fun. They're having fun and not paying attention to what they should be paying attention. Even though there are no there fucking are no kids, kids at the camp. There are no kids at the camp yet. Yeah, there are no children. They she have. knows. She, she knows. knows they're going to be Yeah, fucking. they're going to. If they're fucking now, they're going to yeah, be, fucking, gonna be next fucking next later. week. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, so it is It's such an odd thing. And it's, you know, I, I mean, I saw this probably, you know, when I was 12 or 13 or whatever, 10, 11, I don't know, at some sleepover or whatever. Sure. But like... It, it is kind of like beats that rule into you. It you know, does. like don't don't drink, don't it do does. drugs, don't have sex. I mean, sex. That, that's what we all say. Like every time, like a movie starts, a new movie that none of us have seen before, and we know it's a slasher yeah. or something. And the minute two teenagers or two people go off to have yeah. sex, you're you know like, they're no, I mean, they're gonna get it. And I I do love that she doesn't say fuck. That they're they're not, make love. There are no curse words in this movie. No, there's there's no cussing in no. this movie. She's like they were making, making love. love. And even when the cops talking about weed, it's in that like ah you're smoking your grass, yeah you, you hash, you Mary Jane. It's that high pants. Fast yeah, fast talking. talking. Um, and I mean yeah, it's so in it's so ingrained that it it, it becomes a huge part of Scream. Like when Scream. Yeah. M- plays with horror mm-hmm. you know in that like meta way or whatever it is i mean when when jamie kennedy's character in screen randy lays out the rules of horror movies right. he is essentially laying out rules that are part of that were set up by friday, by friday the 13th. 13th and inspired by halloween sure but like truly truly set up i think by friday the 13th and so um it is it is in, it is in that really way important. it's still super important yeah movie um yeah, and I I am it, it's been it's been a long time since I have delved back into all of them. I mean, and we have friends who I mean love 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 horror movies. Yeah. Like for them, this series still is kind of their favorite. I mean, I have a few friends, so I'm I am really excited. I saw part like I said part three in three D a couple years ago at Alamo, but I have not delved back into the I entire series. I haven't revisited it, so like, I'm, I'm excited to delve back into it, it to have these conversations because. Because we're gonna also we're gonna meet a young Corey Feldman. It's true. Um, Everybody that has come through Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Didn't didn't uh, Katie Sackoff? Yes. Yeah. Or, or is that Halloween? No, that's Halloween. That's Halloween. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even in the in the in the remake, which we can talk about. Well, we will talk about somebody. It, the remake, I think, does one thing brilliantly. The pre-credit sequence essentially gives you the entire plot of the first Friday the Thirteenth. It basically replays the entire wow in modern times. Uh-huh. I just did air quotes. Um, sorry, uh, but it, you're like, oh, it's gonna be, and then fuck it, it's done, and then the credits come, and it's its own thing. Wow, which I think is kind of smart. We can talk about that later. Right. But yeah, a lot of people came through this series. Right, Jason will take Manhattan. He will fucking go to space. He'll go to space. Space, y'all. Um, How? Who else can say who, that? Yeah, I mean, maybe Leprechaun. Freddie. Freddie can say that. Is it Jason versus Freddy? Jason versus Freddy. Yeah. They fight. They fight. Uh, but yeah, in Jason X, 
uh, he goes to space. I that's, mean, he's done it all. That's insane. He um, just won't die. He won't die. Yeah, no, it, it is beloved. Yeah. It is a beloved franchise, and for good reason. And before we go, I do also want to say there is a genius, I truly a genius, I really believe this. On paper, this movie should be titled Camp Crystal Lake, right? Yeah. The genius yeah. of calling it Friday the 13th. I think if they had gone a different way, it wouldn't have become the thing it became. And I think now that I remember, I was I was reading something about it. They they were going to call it something else. I, I don't know what. And then and then uh, I think it was Sean Cunningham who said, "Let's call it Friday, Friday the Thirteenth because the 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 stigma alone of Friday the Thirteenth will get people in the theater. It's brilliant. And in, and Halloween was already taken. Right. So if you get rid of Halloween being the sort of scariest day, right. what's next? Friday the 13th. And then because of that, we have, you know, April Fool's Day and right. Valentine. Like, it, it spawned you, yeah, all of Yeah, happy stuff. birthday to me. Yeah. Like, you have all these kind of holiday... Holiday-themed right. stuff. So I do think if that was him, whoever... It was a, it was a genius stroke because I don't know with a different title if it would have attracted if it would have become the huge thing yeah. that it has become yeah you know? yep no it's you know we're still talking about it yeah so I I also yeah I agree it's it's not by far it's not one of my super favorite franchises but I'll sit and watch it yeah if it's on absolutely um, and hockey masks do scare me yeah, they're fucking creepy, Canadians. Yeah, and I am going to do that Betsy Palmer monologue for an audition oh, one day. Awesome. It's going to be so cool. Um, before we go, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Jim John Make Noise, uh, who do our awesome music uh, for the show. And I also want to give a shout out to some people who have started following us on Instagram. Uh, Cocina Cilantro in Glendale, California. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Burros and Fries in Chula Vista, California. Are we huge in California? Um, I guess so. Fat Baby Tacos in Chicago, Illinois. Nice. Uh, they've started following us on Instagram and I've followed them back. And if you are listening to our show and you're in any of those places, go check, give, out, go check out Fat Baby Tacos in Chicago, Burros and Fries in Chula Vista. Cocina Cilantro in Glendale. I want to say none of these places sponsor us with any money. <laughs> we just super like tacos. Yeah. And I also like pictures of tacos. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, if you are listening to the show, one, thank you very much. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Also, help us spread the word. If you have friends who are horror movie fans or fans of tacos or just two people who like talking to each other, yeah. um, <laughs> tell them. Uh, we would love to, to keep getting out there and yeah. reaching more folks. Yep. Like us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or visit us on www.terrorandtacos.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And uh, we'll see you next yeah. time. Happy, Happy Friday, Friday 13th. 13th. Woo!